Hey, welcome back to the Simply Fitness Podcast. I'm John Stein. On this episode of the podcast, I got a chance to catch up with Jeff Packman. We just vibe and chat about a whole host of things about our transformation progress as well as cooking. But the main topic of today was how to make 2021 different than previous years. Hope you all enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed talking with Jeff. But I got cut out there. How's it going? It's going good, man. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's been a great day. So we're going good. Glad I got awesome. got a chance to catch up with you here. And uh, I know it's a little short short notice here, but we got it working. Yeah. You know what? I love last minute conversations, last minute plans. I'm yeah. a very like off the top kind of person. I don't yeah. really like like having things too rigid and planned. So yeah. I love this. This is awesome. Yeah. It doesn't give you any time to worry or any time to, you know, just, just do, don't think, you know, just do it. Yeah. That's the motto. 2021. Here we come. Yeah, exactly, man. So, uh, awesome. Let's just kick it off right here. Um, tell everyone just a little bit about yourself, you know, give a little, you know, background about you and what exactly you're all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. My name is Jeff Packman. I'm an online fat loss coach. Uh, I'm also a personal trainer working in person as well here in Bend, Oregon. And I became a trainer kind of as a backup plan. Like it was never my primary plan to become a personal trainer. I was always interested in fitness. I was always interested in nutrition, but I was way more so always into the nutrition and the food side of things. Yeah. So growing up, I always had a very food focused family. Like my mom's mm-hmm. Italian and oh, there you go. we always cook. Yeah. We always cook these big meals. And so like mm-hmm. my life revolved around food, you know what I mean? Yep. From a young age. And it was also diet focused because my mom would make these big meals, these big crazy meals, and then she was always on Weight Watchers. Yeah. So I grew up with that and watching her relationship with food and then watching my dad's relationship with food. They kind of had a like love-hate relationship with food. Like they mm-hmm. loved the food, but they hated the weight gain and how hard it was to lose weight and and everything like that. So I grew up with that, you know, and and it made me very interested in nutrition and the psychology of nutrition and the psychology of diets and how it all works and why so many people fail. And anyways, I had a pretty crazy like early 20s. You know, I was into a lot of drugs, a Mm -hmm. lot of um, just doing bad, man. I was doing bad shit. I was living down in L.A. and um you know, I I remember I got my first job and it was at Subway. Yeah. I became a sandwich artist. <laughs> and uh there you go. Yeah. And you know what? I didn't mind it. And it got it got me like it got me into the whole food side of things, right? And yeah. I, I like started I thought it was weird though, because like most of that food is super processed. Yeah. Like, like you'd think it was chicken that you're eating like a grilled chicken sandwich but it's like 
80% soy and other like fillers and chemicals and things yeah. like that. And it was really, it was really fucking weird, man. Can I curse yeah. on here? Yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, it was real. I'll try not to, cause I'm, I'm trying not to on my own podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, but I, uh, then from there, I like, I got really interested in cooking. So okay. I became a line cook and I started nice. cooking at this, uh, golf club. And from there, like I, I was addicted to drugs in my early twenties. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like I was yeah. straight up addicted to drugs and uh and my life got unmanageable i went to jail uh almost went to prison like a bunch of crazy shit happened yeah. and i was looking at some prison time and uh luckily you know i had a good lawyer and like it was my first offense and so i had a choice it was like either clean up or probably like jails institutions or death was probably like my other choice you know what i yeah. mean yeah so i decided to clean up and and yeah. take like a second chance at life and nice. so i went back to i went back to school and uh and i was like i'm gonna become a dietitian because this is like this is what i'm interested in this is like okay. i love the nutrition aspect of things i wasn't so much into fitness like i was mm -hmm. kind of lifting but i was more so just going to the gym and doing machines mm -hmm. and i really didn't know shit about like how to lose weight or get lean or any of that i really just dove into like the nutrition like the nutrients the nice. micronutrients yeah what foods had what nutrients and like basically the really nerdy sciencey stuff yeah. of nutrition was what i was Love interested that. in i didn't yeah i didn't care about like weight loss or any of that right yeah. but when i got clean and i cleaned up my act like i started to put on weight and like you yeah. know you replace one addiction for another so you know yeah. i was I was packing on some pounds, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so my first couple years clean, I packed on some pounds and uh, and I picked up some unhealthy habits, man. And uh, yeah. and I was going to school for nutrition. And and then I learned that that dietitians like are basically like the, the research that dietitians do and the and the research that they have to follow is is mostly backed by like big food companies. Yeah. Like we're talking like it, it boils down to like Coca-Cola, Monsanto, like all yep. these big companies that are funding the research for basically what says what we should follow in nutrition. They're all funded by these big companies. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to get involved in that, man. I want to be able to do my own thing and give people good nutrition advice that's backed by real science that's not like super yeah. biased by some big like super pack right yeah agreed <laughs> so i stopped going to school i got back into cooking again i felt i was like i have this love-hate relationship with cooking in restaurants yeah <laughs> and uh so i was a chef for a while and uh i mean i got burnt out i got burnt yeah. out because chefs work a lot of hours oh i can only imagine yeah <laughs> I mean, we're talking like sometimes 80, 100 hours a week on my feet, like <laughs> no breaks. Let's just say I was. Yeah, no breaks. I wasn't the happiest guy, man. I was like pretty, pretty like angry. guy. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever wonder why chefs are like total assholes, man, and yeah. that's why that's yeah. why. 
Um, and I really wasn't making good money. You know, I was making okay money, but I was on salary. So uh-huh. I was getting taken advantage of, you know? Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to start a chef page. Right. And so I started on Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. And at the time I was working for a vegan restaurant. Okay. So I was like really, really inspired by these plant-based recipes. They were like, they Mm -hmm. were really interesting to me to like recreate plant-based versions of animal-based foods it was like it was like this weird food science and i was super into it yeah so i was working for this big restaurant and uh and i was like i'm gonna try and go vegan right i'm gonna i'm gonna try it out just because like all these people were trying to convince me to do it and i was like i was like let's see if i can do like 30 days right yeah (laughs) so i ended up doing that for about two years and up going like fully plant-based i won't say vegan because i wasn't really doing it for the animals i was more so doing it just to see like if i had more energy if i felt healthier if i mm-hmm. if it like what what were the benefits i want to see how i felt yeah and i felt good and i was really enjoying like cooking these recipes and i i like made a youtube video and i started up this instagram page and like it started taking off like YouTube yeah. videos was getting like decent views and like like I found a niche yeah. and like these vegan cooking pages weren't that popular at that time so it was yeah. like you know this was like you know 5 or 6 years ago and uh and yeah and so like I got all these people following me and then like eventually people were asking me for like custom nutrition plans and like all this because I had lost quite a bit of weight just doing plant based and um, yeah, and exercising frequently. So, um, people were asking me for nutrition plans, and I was like, I don't have any certifications. Like, I don't know if I can just give you a nutrition plan, right? Yeah. So, so I was like, well, you know what? Let me hire a coach. Let me hire a coach first, and then see like how they do it with the certifications they have. And then I'll kind of pick their brains while, while they're coaching me, I'll pick their brains on like how they do it. Yeah. So I met this coach and, uh, I'm not going to bring his name up because I don't think he's, I don't think he's a good dude. He's not really like, he's not ethical when it comes to his business practices. So probably not the the right dude for me to like shout out. Right. Yeah. So I feel you. Um, we started working together and the dude knew like he, he knew how to get me results. You know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, but it was very, it was a very strict meal plan. Okay. It was like vegan and keto. Oh, sounds, yeah. sounds rough. It was rough. <laughs> and that sounds very strict. <laughs> oh, dude, you have no idea. And the guy had me fasting for like 48 hours a week. Okay. Like straight? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's super strict then. I know. And I was taking like electrolytes, pink Himalayan sea salt. I was like doing all the keto stuff. And then I had like, uh, you know what a keto mojo is? No. It's like, it's basically like a, 
it's like a ketone tester. You you like literally prick your finger. Oh, okay. Then yeah, and yeah. You put yeah, and you put your blood on the strip, and then it like tells you how many ketones, ketones are in your yep. bloodstream. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing that, and I was like, I got down to like 160 pounds, which like right now, I feel like I'm at a healthy weight, and I'm like 183. So, yeah. so I mean, like totally lost all this muscle. And yeah. like, like, yeah, dude, I look tough. back. How yeah. do you work out on a 48 hour fast? You don't. Oh, my. how do you do anything? I did it somehow. Yeah, I did it somehow. I, I remember like I took a lot of naps. I imagine you were probably very sluggish. <laughs> no carbs or anything. Oh, man, that sounds that sounds rough. No. So all the carbs that I got were from vegetables. So like, okay, yeah. Um, I was eating a hundred grams of carbs. Oh, really? And okay. Yeah, which is interesting because people think keto fifty grams of carbs or less. Yeah, but this guy had like this theory that if you eat a hundred grams all from vegetables, it, it doesn't affect your body. Yeah, it doesn't affect your body the same because you you're eating all the fiber. Yeah. Okay. So, and he was right because I don't disagree I with that. That my, that sounds that's a pretty sound thing. It, it yeah, sounds. and he. Like he was right because I tested my ketones and they were, you know, they were pretty sky high. Like they were yeah. above 1.0. Sometimes they're at like 3.0. So, yeah. you know, they're, I was definitely in ketosis. Like I definitely yeah. felt the cognitive benefits of ketosis. Yeah. Um, a lot of mental clarity. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I think I was on like a high from it. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, I I get that. I I do intermittent fasting. I and I think I thrive in the morning. I thrive like, you know, 10, 12 hours into my fast. I'm like ready to go. Really? I, yeah, my I'm like I thrive in the morning. The morning's like my my go-to. That's funny because like now I do intermittent fasting and I I just don't feel good. And it's yeah. and, and I don't know why, but like it might just be just like it, it's just not right for me right now at the time. Yeah. But like back then, I was just like, man, like I found this holy grail. I thought I had like, <laughs> like we talk about, you know, as coaches, like we talk about like the quick fix or the magic pill. Yeah. And it's like, I was like, oh, vegan keto, man. That's it. Yeah. It's a magic <laughs> pill. It. Magic yeah. pill. <laughs> yeah. So, but literally, I weighed. I got down to 160 pounds. I was like emaciated, no muscle on my damn frame. I lost all my strength. And, uh, but you know, I, I was like, I thought I looked good because, you know, I was super lean. I yeah. look back now and I'm like, dude, I looked terrible. Yeah. Like I look so much healthier now that I have some, like some meat on my frame and I look yeah. way better now than I did back then. So that was kind of my first introduction to like a crash diet. And yeah, I feel like that whole experience going through being vegan, going through vegan keto, going through like working with a terrible coach mm-hmm. who like put me through it, man. Like I felt like my, like eventually I came out of that and my digestion was fucked up. Yeah. I felt like my, my hormones were messed up. My metabolism oh, was messed up. Like everything was just messed up. Yeah. And 
So I started, uh, I just, I just went off the rails cause it was so unsustainable yeah. that like rebounding off of that, I ended up just, uh, just binging man. And like, I binged yeah. my way back up to like 185, 190. And yeah. like, I didn't look good, man. Most of it was fat. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I, I no longer was on any sort of tracking program at all. Yeah. It just spiked up. You went that V you went, you went down, but then you rebound right back up that V curve. Yeah. yeah. And we see that so much. That's why we always talk oh, yeah. about the sustainable approach, right? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I think we've all been there. I think I've, I've talked to plenty of coaches on my podcast and all have some experience just like yours where they did some type of crash diets. I know I've done things in the past that I would never even think about doing again just because it doesn't work. You think it does and you hope it does, but it, it doesn't. Hmm. Just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So I came out of that and, uh, you know, I wanted to get, I wanted to get back in, like I was coming out of a toxic relationship. I was <laughs> going through, I was going through a lot of different things, a job change, everything. I wanted to get out of the restaurant and, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to become a coach. Cause now, now I like, I have that experience of like, I know what it feels like to want that quick fix, that quick solution and mm -hmm. to do something really unsustainable and feel like you found the key and then totally not be able to sustain it and binge and just totally feel like a failure on the back end. Yeah. So, so I knew what that felt like. And I felt like I could relate with clients on a deeper level than, than most coaches could. Because, yeah. um, you know, like, like you said, a lot of coaches have been through like that kind of stuff. And you're probably talking with coaches who, yeah. um, who can relate, but yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people who become personal trainers, they've, they love fitness. They've been into mm -hmm. this stuff their whole life. They never had a problem with their weight. You know, yeah. a lot of these trainers are like, you know, they're like that dude in, in like sixth grade who had a six pack. And you're yeah. like, you know, you have one piece of cake and your ass jiggles for a week. Yeah. Those are my <laughs> genetics. Those are yeah. my genetics, dude. If yeah. I have a piece of cake, my ass jiggles for a week. Like yeah. those are my genetics. <laughs> so, so, you know, I had to do something to combat those genetics and mm -hmm. something sustainable, something, uh, moderate, something that I knew was going to I'm in it for the long haul. Right. So like yeah. I wanted to start talking about that mm -hmm. and I started researching. I started like, you know, really, really diving into like Jordan sides content. Yep. I started really diving into, um, a lot of like Mike Matthews, a lot of Lyle McDonald, a lot of yep. these guys who promote flexible dieting. Mm -hmm. Um, I really, really wanted to like incorporate that. I wanted to, I loved the idea that you can still eat the foods that you love in moderation, okay. the 80, 20 approach, 80% whole foods, 20% foods that you enjoy. I love yeah. that approach. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So I started, um, so I started talking about that and that's when like, I really started attracting the clients that I knew were just like me. Yep. Because they could relate with my story. I started telling my story on Instagram. I completely mm -hmm. changed my page from a chef page to a coaching page to mm -hmm. an infographic page to yeah. a like 
to a help a helpful page like give 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 as much content and as much information as i could to find my ideal clients that i knew i could help yeah so that's where we're at today man and you know it's, you it's been 2020 was the year of like straight consistency for me like i i was so consistent with posting and i was so consistent with showing up and just giving yeah. and not expecting anything in return so like 2020 was a great year um yeah. i'm not saying it was great for everybody but yeah. for me and my personal growth like 2020 was uh it was dope like i had a lot of a lot of really awesome things happen and i was more consistent than i've ever been in my entire life yeah no i agree with you i love i think 2020 was a great year i think you know a lot of crap has happened a lot of terrible things but a lot of great things too i think we uh i was just reading something that uh was talking about how we always focus our minds are made to like remember all the negative things and that like that's at the top of our mind for a survival instinct that's our survival instinct to remember all those negative but like if you reflect back on the year was it really all that bad how many good things still happened this year i know i can think of 10 15 great things that happened to me over time. And I agree with you. I've been more consistent than ever over 2020, you know, you know, with my fitness, my business, just life in general. So I'm super stoked getting into 2021, hopefully continuing that growth pattern. Um, I know you are too. So did you, um, I, cause I, I thought I saw you had kind of like a transformation for 2020 as well. So you had like a personal fitness yeah. transformation for yourself. So yeah. how did that how did that happen? Yeah. So like um probably probably a little over a year ago, probably about like 16 months ago, I was probably at like the heaviest I've ever been. I was at like probably like 175. I felt like crap. You know, my life, you know, I was stressed, you know, in grad school, you know, just not, you know, not being able to like felt totally out of whack with, you know, my fitness and my health in general. And I really looked back at, you know, what I did previously because I was like, okay, well, I've been there before. Obviously that didn't stick with me. So like, how can I change it this time? So I took a really, you know, consistent approach, something that, you know, that we preach all the time. I was like, okay, I'm not going to put a goal on this and there's no timeline for this. I was just like, I'm not, I'm going to track my calories. I'm going to get consistent with my fitness. So I created my own fitness plan and just, stuck with it consistently you know i saw prior and it took me over you know over that 16 months to you know lose 20 pounds but i'm at the leanest i've ever been you know physically you know since probably the last 10 years you know i feel and i feel like i'm in the best shape of my life right now so that's that's all it comes down to for me it was like this was just putting into practice what i preached every day and just fitting in within my own life and, you know, giving everyone like, Hey, like I could do it. You can do it. We've all been there. Cause I felt like you like the same thing with, um, that back, you know, five years ago when I started here a lot, I think a lot of people thought that I was that person who always was into fitness. I've always been into exercise, um, sports and, you know, I got into lifting and I've, I've always been a runner. So like, I've always been physically active, but that doesn't always mean that you always have, like you go through these ebbs of flows of, you know, sometimes you're in good shape and 
you know, sometimes life hits you and, you know, punches you in the face and you, you know, lose control of everything and you got to get back on track and you got to reteach yourself everything that you thought you already knew and, you know, get it under control. Now I think I do have it under control. I've, you know, I've moved 10 hours away from where I was in a completely different situation. I've been able to continue my, you know, weight loss and continue my fitness and still haven't lost any progress. Mm, I love that. That's yeah. awesome. So, so the people who are upset that they don't lose like that pound per week, like you yeah. literally lost 25 pounds in 16 months. Yeah. So like, that's a slow grind. Yeah. And like, yeah, you know, I love the fact that you said you didn't put a time limit on it because like, yeah. like a client, a client who is Would. like expecting those results. They have these expectations yeah. of like mm -hmm. half a pound to a pound per week mm -hmm. or two pounds per week. And it's like, it's like the slower you go, the more chance yeah. you have of keeping it off. And yeah, that was, that's such a hard thing to like come it, to terms with. So how did you, how did you make peace with that? Like, how did you come to terms with that? So a lot of it, a lot of it came down to, it was a lot of peaks and valleys. So it, it came up, I, you know, I lost a lot of, you know, like maybe I'd lose five pounds or six pounds, you know, in like two months. And then I would stay at that weight consistently. And then I would just notice, I'd be like, okay, maybe what else is something else I can improve on? You know, what, what's something I can switch? I know at some point, if I keep doing this, keep tracking my calories, okay, I'm in a deficit. It's going to come off eventually. And it does. I, I think that that pound and a half, I mean, a pound, a pound and a half per week is an average, but there's going to be times where your body's just going to maintain, maintain, maintain. You know, you don't really have to change anything up. Eventually, it'll come back down again. It's just your body kind of gets used to that environment that it's in. It doesn't want to lose weight. Your body does not want to lose weight. We're, we're still, right. we're still, we're still out there trying to hunt, hunt for our food and gather in our body's mind, even though, you know, we can go down the street and find about 500 different options for food right now at our fingertips. So, yeah, I love that, man. That's awesome. Our yeah. minds are still in the hunter gatherer mode. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. you, so to somebody who's like really, really struggling with, with like not seeing those results, like how many times did you drop your calories in 16 months? Like how many times did you drop them? Um, so, I actually only tracked for probably about like six months of it. So like that first like six months and then the pandemic hit in like March mm -hmm. and I stopped tracking calories. I like didn't, I would, cause I was home all the time and it wasn't like, I was like, okay, let me, let me see if I can take a break. There was enough stress in my life, you know, from now having to switch everything that I was doing and having to do it remotely. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stop tracking. And then I was actually able to cook. Like I love to cook, you know, um, I like, like you said, I'm from a, I'm from an Italian family. So like cooking's always been a big thing for me. So I just like dove into cooking like head first. And so like nice. I made, I made, ev I made everything that, that I could and everything was fresh. And so I was like, I'm not worried about my calories right now. I'm just going to, you know, focus on getting more veggies and seeing if I can maintain without tracking any, anymore. And I did, I was able to maintain, I didn't gain a single pound over the pandemic. So obviously things were working out the way and I felt great. So I was like, why, why do I need to 
you know, track right now. If I don't have any goals for any more weight loss, let's just keep it consistent. I know what I need to eat. And if I feel like I'm, you know, want to hone in and get leaner, I'll track again. Mm -hmm. What kind of stuff were you making? Um, so I, I like to change it up. I, I like a little bit of everything, obviously like the Italian dishes are go-tos. Like I can, I can, Italian dishes are like the back of my hand. I can do that inside and out. Um, uh, I like a lot of Asian food. I love cooking Asian food. I think that's great. I love make trying to find like healthier versions of the foods that, you know, we all know and love. Like, in, like I have a, like a lighter general salad chicken. That's amazing. It tastes exactly like you would at a, outside of a Chinese restaurant, just half the calories, you know, nice. not fried and everything like that. Um, I love making pizza. Pizza is like one of my favorite things. So I always, I experimented a lot making my own dough and, you know, making fresh pizzas, you know, for me and my wife. And so I like to just experiment. I like to try anything. I'm always, I'm always down to try new recipes and, you know, try to find like those, like, I like to have like a base. I like think that like everyone should have like a base of foods that they like can go to. So I like to have like 10 to 15 recipes that are like, okay, like these are like, we can choose from these and then maybe add a new one every once in a while just to see. Yeah, that's awesome. Have yeah. you, uh, there's a guy on YouTube. He's a pretty small channel. His name's Mina M I N A. And, yeah. uh, and he does these like anabolic recipes or whatever. And, uh, mm -hmm. dude, he makes this pizza dough using a uh, double zero flour. It's like super fine, you know, white flour. Yeah. And he, the way he makes it, it's like super low calorie and it's supposed to be just like, it's supposed to be just like New York style crust. So I've oh, been like, I, I've been dying to make it. I'll send you the recipe, but yeah, uh, send but, it to me. I'm always down to try that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Cause it's hard to find people who actually like to cook. Like, oh yeah, you know, usually in the fitness space, people are like, oh, I just eat like, you know, pre-prepped, like frozen protein and like you know yeah. my bag of broccoli it's like dude i could not stick with this thing if yeah. i wasn't eating actually tasty food oh yeah. yeah so i agree that's why that's why i created a whole cookbook for my clients specifically for that i was like i wanted to find recipes that were simple because i know not everyone's like us i've you know i've talked to nutritionists who talk about food all their life and they don't like to cook and i'm i'm like well, let's make this simple i think if it's simple people, you're more likely to try to do it. So, cause my wife hates to cook. So I'm like, okay, here's a simple recipe. If everyone, if you can do this, like that's as simple as it needs to be. Um, I like a lot of like one pan recipes. I've been trying to find mm -hmm. a lot of those something like, okay, if you have one pan, like you don't have to complain about doing, you know, 17 dishes. Cause I know I'm, I, I do that when I cook. I don't know if you're like that. I like make the whole kitchen dirty somehow. I need like 17 <laughs> pans and you'll, know, a bunch of spoons, bunch of, like I'm like, where? How did I get all this stuff? Nah, come on, John. I'm <laughs> classically trained, man. You know, I don't leave You're, a mess. Yeah, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm the worst. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think for me, like I I feel you because I see other people cook, and I'm just like, oh god, they're gonna have to do so many dishes. But like <laughs> for me, I think like. I'm just so used to like the kitchen mentality of like cleaning as you go. Oh yeah. And so That's for huge. me, like I prep everything and then I like have all the stages and everything's so 
easy for me because I've been like, I've been a line cook since I was 16, you know, and, and so all that experience, it, it translates into just being able to whip up these really easy, quick recipes. And sometimes I get lazy, man. Like a lot of times I do the one tray meals yeah. or like right now, air fryer is like my best friend. Like, oh yeah. You know, if you don't have an air fryer, like what are you doing with your life? Like you, yeah. like, that is, <laughs> Those are that's great. the biggest key that came out of 2020 for me was like, get up, like everybody should have an air fryer. air fryer. And I have a, I have a cookbook as well. I'm working on it. It's yeah. all five ingredient meals, five ingredients oh. or less. So oh, and send that over to me once you get that. It sounds awesome. 29.95. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm, uh, I'm creating it and I'm realizing right. like, dude, I use my air fryer way more than I use anything else. So yeah. I'm going to have like a whole section of just air fryer recipes. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. I know my mother-in-law loves her air fryer. She uses it all the time here and it's great. I I have one at home. I don't use it nearly as much as I probably should. Um, that's just cause I like, I, I like to, I like to cook. I, you know, I'm not, I like to cook, you know, like I haven't figured out the air fryer just yet. You know, new tool takes time to, to learn. At least the least you can do is throw some potatoes, like just cut potato wedges yeah. and throw them in there and like throw them in there for like on like 350 for like 15, 20 minutes. And you'll yeah. have like these perfect crispy potato wedges and oh. you can hit them with a little like cooking spray or oh. whatever. Like you yeah. can toss them in some olive oil if you're not worried about the fat, but, um, you know, they just come out so good. It, something about the way that the air flows inside yeah. that thing is so much better than putting them on a sheet tray. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great tip. I'm definitely going to have to try that out. That sounds, that sounds so good right now. It's about dinner time here. So I'm, I'm starting to get a little hungry. That's starting to make me hungry <laughs> right there. So, so, hey man, what were you saying? Oh, I was just going to say, man, hey, it's only two o'clock over here. So, it's, okay. you know, just, I got a little while getting, before dinner. Yeah, you're just getting done with lunch over there. We're, I'm getting started over here with dinner. So, so it is like the, you know, having you on here, it is the beginning of the year. So obviously, what, what else are we going to talk about? But then, you know, 2021 goals out here. So like kind of getting into like it's the beginning of the year. Everyone's, you know getting after trying to you know get their goals you know even if they quit after the first six weeks which is not what we like to see but how do how do people go from you know how they go every year quitting after those first you know six to eight weeks to actually making those results last how can they make 2021 different yeah i think people have a skewed relationship with goal setting yeah so for me, like in the past, I have these like these outcome based goals, like I want to lose 40 pounds. I want to make, you know, 30 grand in my business this year. Like I want to do not that I'm don't worry about how much money I'm <laughs> making, but uh, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. like I have these outcome based goals. Right. And it's like those are great. But how the hell do you measure those? It, it doesn't. It doesn't. When you think about goals, like, and you think about action-based goals versus outcome-based goals. Outcome yeah. is I wanna I wanna lose forty pounds. 
action is I'm going to eat three servings of vegetables a day. I'm going to have three bottles of water and one big salad a day and make sure I eat plenty of protein. Like those are action-based goals that you can take every single day. And then outcome-based goals are, they're less, you're less likely to stick with them because you don't have like the specifics of how you're going to reach that goal. Mm -hmm. So I think when people think about goal setting, like, for I'll use myself for example this year like people write down 50 goals that they want to mm-hmm. accomplish right mm-hmm. like I had like when I started writing down my goals for 2021 it was like I had so many things that I wanted yeah. to focus on I'm like oh man but I need to get a podcast out every week I need to yeah. load up a YouTube once a month I need to write an article every couple of weeks for my website and I need to post on Instagram three times a day and I need to post on TikTok once a day. And it's just like, dude, that's way too much yeah. for me. Like, cause it, I'm going to fail at one of those. Yeah. I'm going to fail at one of those. And then what about my personal health? I'm like, well, I also want to like put on some muscle this year and I also want <laughs> to, you know, like, and then, so I had all these personal goals. I had all these business goals. <laughs> I had all these like, you know, mindset goals and like books that I want to read and like all this stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like maybe this will be the one year that I just focus on one thing. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking about right now. And I haven't come up with the one thing that I want to think about, but I did think about like my, you know, everyone's doing like a word, like a one word theme for the year. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that from a few people. Yeah, so like some people are like perseverance, you know, like like grit. And it's like, you know, like, (laughs) I don't know. People have these cheesy ones, dude. But for me, like 2021, 2020 was a year that was like, it was very me based. Like I was Mm -hmm. very like, I was very much about like, building my business, making sure my fitness was getting better, like making sure that like I was setting myself up for success. It was very like Jeff based. Yeah. And I want 2021 to be more about giving mm-hmm. and about just, just give, give, give and not worry about receiving, receiving. So 2021 for me is a year of service. So yeah, 2021, my word for the year is service. That's, that's okay. what I'm focusing on. However, I can provide that service and not service in terms of like money, but service in terms of just helping people. Yeah. So that's, that's what my main focus is for 2021. And maybe, you know, if you're listening out there, like maybe finding one word that you want to focus on for this year and just like figuring out what small actions you can take on a daily basis to, to, to do more service or to, to, persevere through whatever you got going on like whatever it is take small actions and and make it an action-based goal don't worry about the outcomes because things like how much money you make or how much weight you're gonna lose Mm -hmm. those are very much out of our control yeah exactly what i was thinking yeah they just are so like when you don't lose 40 pounds in the next year you're gonna feel like you failed but if you make it an action-based goal, that's like, I'm going to track calories for like 
80% of the next six months. Like that's, that's very trackable. Like you, my fitness yeah. pal will even tell you how many days you tracked. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's great. I think switching from that outcome base to that results, I mean, to that outcome, to that, um, to that action is super strong. I think you take, you take that control back instead of focusing in on that results, you take control and the only one who decides whether you are, you know, are successful with that goal is you, you know, you decide if you can take that action or not. You know, you are the only one who can drink that bottle of water. You're the only one who can decide to track your calories to work out. So it kind of gives you that control over it because I think too, that, that, that lives, oh, we can blame whatever we want for not achieving that 40 pounds, but we can't blame anybody for not drinking water every day. The only person we can blame is ourselves because we didn't set ourselves up for success mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. I'm the only one to blame if I don't reach these goals. If you yeah. know, if it's outcome based, you could be like, well, like I hear a lot of people right now, they're making yeah. excuses that uh, you know, they're like, Well, I'm not working out right now because gyms are closed and yeah. and equipment is super expensive and I just yeah. don't like working out alone or you know, just yeah, whatever. Whatever whatever excuses people have, I can tell you right now that uh that if you just fucking get rid of them and you just say, I'm just going to go walk for 20 yeah. minutes a day. Like maybe, maybe like that's all you fucking need in order to get yourself into the habit of doing it and getting yeah. motivated. Just, just move your body. Like you don't have to have some crazy workout routine. That's mm -hmm. like progressive overload. And I need to go make sure I'm like, make, you know, getting stronger each week. Like if you have the funds to get weights and you want a home gym set up, that's yeah. great. But 90% of people are not there right now. And yeah. they're just looking to like, not, not like completely damage their health. And it's like, yeah. people are still making excuses when literally all you need to do is walk. Yeah. I think that's uh, super true. I think it's, there's so many underrated ways to, you know, get yourself, make yourself healthy, whether that's through fitness, nutrition, that people, you know, I think they automatically jump to, you know, you know, lifting four times a week and, you know, going keto and vegan, you know, they, they dumped right into the deep end they and they drown. And it's like, well, no, 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 you haven't learned how to swim yet. Maybe start going for walks a little bit more, maybe, you know maybe do some body weight training at home, a couple exercises, maybe, you know, some stretching, maybe you're not even ready to move your body yet because your muscles are so tight because you sit all day, every day, you know, right. maybe just start drinking water and, you know, having a vegetable a day because you're not eating any, a salad a day, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, rocket science to see progress. Yeah. People want to go from, you know, eating McDonald's four times a week to, you know, making a kale chia seed smoothie that they don't even enjoy. And it's like, yeah. and it's like, dude, like find some balance in between those two. Like yeah. you don't, you don't have to choke down a kale chia seed smoothie yeah. in order to make progress. Like that's yeah. not, that's not like hashtag health. Like, you know, like yeah. you don't have to like just ultimately jump into like doing a juice fast just because yeah. like you've been treating your body like shit for the last 10 years. Like, yeah, 
slowly transition, like John said, you know, into drinking a little more water, going on some walks. Like I have a client who has never strength trained before and she started working with me during the pandemic. And she is literally this entire time she has done 50 pushups and 50 bodyweight squats every single day. And there you go. I'm like, and, and I'm like trying to like, sometimes I'm like, man, I wish she would like, you know, incorporate a little bit of this or incorporate it, but she, that's all she wants to do. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? The consistency of her being able to do that for the last like six months is amazing. Huge. Like she, yeah, she's just been so consistent and she's yeah. dropped tons of weight. She's dropped like seven pant sizes and she's Man, like, she, like her muscles are popping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's killing it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be complicated to see progress. Like I think that you only need to make it as complicated as you want it to be. You know, it, it, like a life model of mine is it's mostly in the gray. You know, it's not black. It's not white. It's in the gray. Most of everything that we do lives in the middle, not on one side, left or right. It's in the middle. That's where most things are going to lie. And it's, and I, I, that's just like my philosophy with fitness. Like I, I don't do anything crazy here. I'm not, I don't work out seven days a week. I don't, you know, have some crazy diet, you know, just because I'm lean doesn't mean I have to, you know, be on some, something crazy. I eat like a normal person. I, there's nothing special to what I do. There's no like supplement. There's no magic pill I take. That's like, this is how you lose weight. I think that's what we all, they, I think some people come to, you know, coaches expecting that, you know, like magic little pill. And it's like, it's, it, it, well, we don't have it. Trust me. I think if we had it, we'd all be out of business right now. And that, and some person would be a trillionaire, you know, like that's just. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Somebody asked me today it was actually a good, like, uh, like childhood friend of mine mm -hmm. who he's put on quite a bit of weight and he's like, you know, as if he hasn't been watching my content for like the last two years, he goes, yeah. message me and goes, what do you think of apple cider vinegar? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, are you serious, dude? And I was like, for what? For and cookies? He's like, he, cause I was like, well, he might be like, I don't know. Cause it does have like digestive benefits maybe, but like, yeah. like there are other things you can take for digestion than apple cider vinegar. That shit is. Yeah terrible it rots your teeth and yeah. uh and he's like well for weight loss and i was like i was like well well what are you eating and he's like well dude I, like i've been i'm trying not to drink soda every day i'm like well just start with that like just yeah. start with switching out your soda for something else like water or you, every now and then you can have some diet soda or like you know some sparkling water whatever just yeah. like just swap some of those sodas out for some low calorie or zero calorie beverages and the weight will start dropping. I'm telling yeah. you. And, and he was like, well, I'm thinking about doing keto. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I was like, don't go down that rabbit hole. Like you don't need to do keto. You'd be very surprised at how little you actually need to change for somebody who is a little more overweight for them to make some serious progress. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, those simple changes is is huge, and that was what my whole that whole transformation was about for me. It was just like what simple things. I I honestly feel like I haven't changed much of anything, but I've made 
dramatic progress. That's, I think that's what it comes down to. You know, you, you see, I think sometimes we, we forget on Instagram, like how, how, how do all these people live everyday life? I think a lot of people post like their healthy meals or like, you know, like the healthiest Instagram worthy meals, but don't post the other ones in between when they're, you know, going out to dinner to like, you know, get that burger and fries or whatever it may be. But it's like they're really eating like that. Sometimes you just don't know it. Mm -hmm. You're seeing everybody's highlight reel. Yeah. And that's that's the most toxic part of social media is we're comparing our everyday life yeah. to someone else's highlight reel. And it's yeah. just not fair. Like, it's yeah. just not fair yeah. to compare like my everyday average life to what, you know, Brett, six pack Brett wants to post on IG. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you don't know his story. You don't know. Maybe he's been, uh, maybe he's been training for the last 15 years and yeah. maybe he's been tracking calories for the last 10 years. Maybe he, yeah. you know, maybe he's on yeah. steroids, like, yeah. which is like nowadays it's like TRT and HRT is very, very common. So yeah. a lot of these Instagram models and, and trainers that you follow that have these amazing physiques, yeah. guess what? They're on gear. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that it's not like that totally diminishes all the hard work they put in because yeah. like you still got to put in the work. work. You can take yeah. steroids, just not make those huge transformations, but yeah. steroids and genetics, those two right there, if you already have the genetics and then you take steroids, like you're going to be an absolute animal, mm -hmm. like a, like a, a freak. You're going to be a freak yeah. that like, yeah. And so a lot of people use that to market their products and services or coaching online. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing those highlight reels. We're seeing those people who have, they play the game. And so average everyday people like me, like you, mm -hmm. yeah. other coaches that are like, look, we're just normal people. Like yeah. we're not going to have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers anytime yeah. soon. Like, like we're just in it because we genuinely want to help people. It's not about yeah. how many followers we can get or how many, you know, people share our posts or any of that bullshit. It's like, it's yeah. how many people can I genuinely care and help in 2021? That's like, that's my biggest goal. It's not how many followers I can get or yeah. how many views my stories get or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like my head likes to play these games. Like, oh, this person's getting more views on their mm -hmm. IGTV. Like, dude, yeah. that is so it's such bullshit. Like, yeah. How many people are you helping with with your content? Yeah. No, cool. I I 100% agree with that. You know, I think at the end of the day, kindness always wins. You know, I follow Gary Vee and that's what he always preaches and I fullheartedly believe that if, you know, you're kind to people and you give and you give and you give, people are going to give give right back to you. You know, people give to people people want to give to those people that they feel are kind and they like them, you know, if people don't like you, if you're mean to them, if you're nasty to them and always asking for something, they're going to be less likely to give it to you unless your product is amazing, which all of our products are amazing, you know, but it's, it's all the same. So they're going to go to the person they like and they, you know, who gives them the most. You don't pay for coaching. You pay for the coach. Yeah, exactly. Right. What a lot of us. I'm going to give you the same. 
I'm going to give you the same training program John's going to give you. I'm going to give you the yeah. same nutrition plan that John's going to give you. Like, but our coaching styles are going yeah. to be probably very different. Yeah. Yeah, so. exactly. You got to go, you got to go to the people, you know, the person that's going to reach you in the right way. And not everyone learns the right, the same way. Not everyone, you know, needs the same style or the same accountability or the same, you know, we can, you everyone can have the same problem but you know five people can explain it five different ways and only one of them will make sense to you you know you got to find right. that one person that like it it just clicks in your head you know the way they say it you know the words they say and everything like that just clicks which, with you which is why gary v like you were talking about him like his content it 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 cuts through a lot of other people's content yeah. because he has like this very niche group of people that he just like, he's like, boom, I'm right here. I'm, I'm talking to you. Like I'm yeah. looking at you and I'm, my content is for you, you looking yeah. at me in this computer. Like I'm talking to you. And when he talks to that, to the screen, like, I'm like, holy shit, this guy's talking to me. Like no, he's yeah. saying exactly what I need to hear right now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, exactly. I feel that I feel the same exact way. I, you know, I have him on like the, on his texting thing. So I get his text messages and I forget like months ago, he, like he sent out a text message and I was like, how, how did he know that right now at this moment I needed to hear this or that it was just so relevant to what I was going on in my life. It was creepy. I was like, I showed my wife, I was like, Gary V just sent this text message out. How relevant is this to our situation right now? And she's like, this is spot on. Like, let's go. Like, this is, this is why we're here. So I, I agree with you. It's, you got to find the right people that, you know, surround yourself with those right voices and things like that. I know I, over the years have unfollowed so many people on Instagram just because I feel the same way. I got got in that mindset of, you know, that toxic relationship where I was like, oh, man, look how many followers they have. Look at that. Oh, they only have that because they look good in that bathing suit or, you know, they're posting shirtless pictures mm. of themselves or whatever rational or irrational stuff I was coming up with because, you know, they were great coaches, too. Like they were there was nothing. It was just like in, you know, your own insecurities of yourself, you know, coming coming out at you. And I was like, I, you know. No matter how great their content is, if it makes you think that way, I cut it out or unfollow them or just, you know, mute their stuff so I don't see it anymore. And mm. so you got to set yourself up with, you know, just like fitness and nutrition and social media, you got to, you got to regulate it. You got to, you know, go to the things that, you know, make the be- most sense for you mentally and physically, you know. I think being a content creator is it's so much more fun than yeah. being a content consumer. Oh, like, 100%. Like, I I always knew that I was going to create content in some way, shape, or form, and mm-hmm. I just needed to find out what that was. And I always knew that I wanted to help people. And yeah. I was always passionate about nutrition. I made so many damn mistakes in my oh, own yeah. business, in my own fitness, in my own personal life, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have made so many mistakes that the only way that I can teach people is to go through those mistakes myself. Yeah. So, so that's, that's literally my whole thing. And like the name of my podcast is progress, not perfection. Like, because 
because like that is exactly my life is about making small progress, not perfection. Being perfect is what ended me up in jail. Being perfect is what ended me up, you know, in a very dark place. Being perfect is what ended me up with a messed up metabolism and hormones and feeling like shit. Right. So progress is what I strive for now. So 2021 for me is about making small progress each year. And Jordan, Jordan says this, he says, you're going to, you're going to overestimate what you can do in a year, but you're going to underestimate what you can do in seven. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I think that's something he picked up from Gary. I feel like that. I feel like I've heard Gary Probably. say that too. Probably, <laughs> Probably. Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, no, but, I but think it's good shit. It's I, good I, shit I either way. Agree. I can't, I, I agree with you. I'm, just like what you said, you just created your goals for this year. I learned that lesson last year where I had this list. I have it in my book. I look at it. There's like eight things on it that I wanted to do by the end of the year. And, you know, obviously because of the pandemic, I didn't get half of them or I changed my goals completely. And I was like, this year I like brain dumped everything on a page. I was like, what do I want to accomplish in 2021? I just wrote down everything. Like, what could I do? And I was like, I circled three things. I was like, these are the three things. And then these are like, Maybe some things if I achieve these three, you know, before the end of the year, or if I decide to change things up, you know, I'm going to focus on these three things and that's the rest is going to be the rest. Like this podcast, this is my thing. This is what I'm going to do this year. I love podcasting, you know, it helps me with everything else. So why not keep growing it? Why not keep consistent with that and, you know, let the rest go where the rest goes and make that up as it goes, but keep consistent with at least one thing here. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. I love that. Yeah. So awesome, man. So where can where can everyone find you on Instagram, on the on the internet? On the interwebs. Yeah. Um, so my IG handle is at Jeffrey Pacman, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. And then Pacman is spelled P-A-C-H-T-M-A-N. And that's pretty much the same on YouTube, TikTok, all that. So that's it. Awesome, man. I'll throw that up in the show notes, everyone. So if you want to check out Jeff, um, check out his content. It's pretty fire. So check it out. You know, he's always got some good stuff posting up. So I'll throw that down there. Man, it was great having you. Thanks for coming on on such short notice. I really enjoyed our conversation. Um, I really think a lot of people are going to get a lot of great things. And I can't wait to see what you're going to be given this year and uh, watch you grow in 2021, man. Likewise, brother. Hey, I gotta have you on my show soon. So I'll be I'll be in touch and I'm gonna send yeah. you that pizza recipe. So um let me know if you make it. Dude, sounds great. Definitely, man. You have a great day. All right, brother. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Simply Fitness Podcast. Because you listened to this episode, I want to give you something away for free. In the show notes, I have a link to my free fat loss cookbook. This cookbook contains over 20 recipes that are specifically designed to help you lose weight. They are filled with protein, they are simple to make, and they take away that bland, boring diet food. So if you want to upgrade your diet today, go to the show notes, click on the link, and go get your free fat loss cookbook. And make sure you come back for more episodes of the Simply Fitness Podcast.